We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is July 24th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Seven games on the early slate, eight games on the main slate. We are joined today by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's one of those days, kind of like when you go out to the bar and you put in work on with someone and then go home alone. I am losing $10. And yeah, it just doesn't never, never feel. Honestly, it almost pisses me off more than when I lose a bunch just because I put in all the work for the day, put in an eight-hour days only to lose $10. Like, those are the worst. Like, at least if I had a shot, it'd be different. But it's just so annoying to, like, I'm basically breaking even. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, those are the days. Like, I I'll, I would take yours over mine. Um, I'm losing money tonight. Um. You know, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with my process. I just didn't have the right combos. I was on the right teams outside of, you know, the Braves just kind of shitting the bed, but just didn't have the right combos today. Um, you know, I stacked Minnesota, and I don't think I had hardly any of the home runs. So, like, I, I played the wrong Minnesota stack. I didn't really have a ton of the, the Yankees like I wanted. Like, I ended up playing a lot more Archer than Keuchel. Like, I guess, like, that process of my thing was – you know, kind of flawed, and you know the Dodgers not doing anything never helps. So we move you didn't on. Play Sly Vargas? No, I did not. I stacked the Padres. Um, we know how that worked out. So oh, broke yeah. my one. Broke one of my rules. I never like to stack again. <laughs> I set a reminder out this afternoon. Yep. So 
Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links so that way you get three months of Roto Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get any cool promos that we run with them. You'll get access to those. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They got a bunch of announcements coming up here soon with the rake free DFS. So um, make sure you're staying tuned for that. And um, we'll talk about it once it goes live into detail a little bit more. Grant, a lot to talk, a lot to talk about here. So let's get started with the first half of the doubleheader for Colorado at Washington. Eleven total here. John Gray, Eric Fed, gonna have to be interesting and pay attention to this one. We're gonna have to watch the weather in this one. Um, it could potentially be an issue, so we'll have to see what Roth has to say and you know how this could affect the doubleheader. But uh, what's your thoughts here with John Gray? I mean, it's a little bit tough to pay nine K for him. This isn't an easy matchup going up against a Washington team. Average strikeout rate. Tons of power, solid all the way up and down the lineup in gray. I know that his numbers are a little bit worse because of Coors, but 9K is just tough to pay for considering the other pitches we got near the top here. I don't think I can use him. I'm not going to argue with it in tournaments, but I, I'm probably going to stay away just from his slightly above average K rate going up against an average K rate team with a lot of power. Yeah, I don't think I end up on him. Like We do have some pretty solid options on this slate. You know, there's plenty of upside. If he was a little bit cheaper, maybe. Like, you know, on the high end, like, I don't love a lot on the high end. So, like, obviously, like, you know, there's a couple options up there. But um, I, I like some of the cheaper guys today. So, don't think I'll end up on John Gray. You know, 11 total. Um, and he's a he's a dog here. Like, Eric Fed's a favorite, a 160 favorite over him here. So, um, any interest in Fed? No, a twelve percent K rate guy. Just, just no. I I don't want to explain myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, you talked about it. You know, twelve point six percent strikeout rate, ten percent walk rate, five point three x FIP on the season. A little bit better against righties than lefties. Uh, just not really a great matchup here. Um, any interest in the bats for Colorado against a twelve percent K rate guy? Yes. Um. Dahl and Story get a big uptick considering they're going up against a guy that's just been not great at striking out people. He does strike out lefties a little higher clip than righties, but he gives up a lot more power. He's a ground ball guy, so I'm more looking for fly ball guys, which leaves Story, Arenado, Murphy, Blackman, all as fantastic plays here. You look at their pricing, and Arenado's 4.3K. That's way too cheap for him. That's a ridiculous price tag. He's the top third baseman on the entire slate here. It's in a good ballpark. It's not great, but it's a very good ballpark. For hitters, Dahl, 4.1K is too cheap. Blackman and Story might be a little bit forgotten, but they obviously got tons of power going up against a guy that he still gives up a slightly above average hard contact rate. And like, this Washington bullpen isn't great here, so I have a lot of interest in the top five of the lineup, and I don't mind rounding out with guys like Desmond if he's in the lineup. He's a big fly ball guy, if I remember correctly. Tapia if he's in the lineup. McMahon, it's only 3.8K. Like, these guys are all too cheap considering the matchup here. So, I really like the Rockies today. Yeah, I like the price tags. Um, I know we don't like to typically play a lot of the Rockies on the road, but they almost have an implied, a five implied total here. This game has 11 total. Um, it looks like the weather is going to be okay. It was just kind of glitched on the page. Uh, I hadn't refreshed yet. So, it looks like the weather is going to be okay for this first game. So, not worried about that. Um Washington bats, they have a really high implied total, 6.1. Um, you know, that's a really, really high implied total. What are we doing here uh, with the Washington bats? I mean, it makes them sound like they could be chalk. I mean, they're still fine. 
Graves. Well, we have uh, – I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we have like three or four games with ten tolls on this early slate, so I don't know about them being chalk. I mean, yeah, but we don't have a single one over six. I mean, that could change by tomorrow. Uh, but it's still like their pricing isn't too bad. Rendon's only is 5K, and he's the only expensive bat here. I mean, we got Adams. We got Soto. We got Eaton all under 4.5K with platoon split here. Trey Turner leading off at 4.6K. And Gray's been kind of pretty much the same from both sides of the plate. Uh, he does walk lefties at a much higher clip, which bodes well for the righties kind of right in the mix there so he can get some more RBIs. But honestly, all their price tags are too low. If they're not going to be chalk, then I will be all over them. Uh, if they are going to be chalk, then I think this is a spot where you can fade them. But like it all comes down, this one all comes down to ownership because Gray is not a terrible pitcher. It's just a good situation, like a good park, and they're a good lineup, and they're priced a little bit too low here. But I mean, Soto should be a guy that you should take as one off, a one off. Rendon and Turner should be guys you take as one off. Adams is fine at the first base at four K. But ownership's going to largely dictate what I do with them. Yeah, like just kind of have to pay attention to um, the ownership. But yeah, I, I like the pricing on these guys. I think the pricing is very fair here. So certainly don't mind the pricing. Uh, we move on. Philadelphia at Detroit, ten and a half total. Vincent Velasquez against Jordan Zimmerman. Velasquez a one forty two, one forty two favorite. Pretty cheap, Grant. Um, you know, I'll play just about any right-handed pitcher against Detroit. Can we trust Vincent Velasquez, even though he's been terrible this year? Yes, absolutely. Um, the only problem here could be ownership. I'm expecting him to be the chalk pitcher, which I don't care. I mean, there's going to be a 25% K rate versus righties in this lineup. They have a lot of right-handed bats here. Velasquez does give up power, but we don't have, like, that many good power bats in this lineup. We don't have that many good hitters in this lineup. Velasquez has a 28% K rate to righties. It's going to be largely righties in here. There could be some lefties, but Velasquez is kind of decent to both sides of the plate here. I don't know if he's going to go over 90 pitches, but he's only 6.2K. He's like he's probably my cash game SP2. He's probably going to be my largest owned tournament SP2 just because there's not a lot of great options in the mid-tier here on this slate, and there's not a lot of low-priced options. I'm not going to be surprised if I go all in on Vasquez. Yeah, like there's another guy in this price range that I think is okay. Um, I don't feel great about it. And I think Velasquez is just – he's fine. Like, you know, you, you, you're you probably going to want to pay up for Verlander um, if you're not playing like Mike Miner maybe. So, like, you know, a, a Verlander-Velasquez team makes a lot of sense. So, I don't trust it. I don't think anybody trusts it. Like it could, it could blow up in our face. But if he can get like twelve to fifteen points, I think that's fine on this slate. I don't think we see like a twenty-point game. I'm not ruling it out. I um, think we get a twenty-point game. Detroit's terrible, and they strike. I know, but Va- Vasquez has been so bad this season. Like he still has strikeout stuff, but he's giving up so many fly balls and so much like hard contact. Like I don't know. I mean, that's not terribly different from what we've seen in the past, and not many of these guys are fly ball guys, which I guess helps them as hitters. But, I mean, he's still got a 28% K rate to right. He's a 26% K rate overall. He's going up against a ridiculous – he could end up giving up five runs here and still strike out 10. Yeah, I, I certainly don't disagree with that. Um, you know, we saw Nola pitch really solid, you know, seven strikeouts, I'm pretty sure, in seven innings, so – um, Jordan Zimmerman on the other side of this game, I, I know he's the cheapest price pitcher on the slate, but I, I still can't click it. I, I can't play him. 
I mean, everyone's in love with the cheapest priced pitcher on the slate because of Sparkman and Nova, but don't go here with Zimmerman. Uh, like, those were different scenarios. This is not an easy matchup here. There is some strikeouts in this lineup versus righties, but Zimmerman, like, there's a lot of power in this lineup, too, and Zimmerman does not strike out guys. So there's a spot where they're probably just going to be hitting bombs the entire time, and Zimmerman is a guy that gives up a bunch of bombs. So this is not going to go well for him, to say the least. Yeah, I like the Philly bats. Uh, I think they're very much in play. Like Harper's 4.5K. Your boy Hoskins is 4.5K. Gene Segura is, you know, banged up. It's a day game after a night game, so maybe Real Muto's not in there. But, um, you know, outside of, you know, outside of Harper and Hoskins and Kingery, like, you know, all these guys are pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Nick Williams, if he makes the lineup, which he should, uh, absolutely love him at 2.7K. He's going to be batting near the bottom of the lineup. But this guy has, like, he has some power. Like, really, he has some power. Hasn't really shown this year, but he hasn't had a huge amount of uh, practice or game time. But this kid has a crazy fast swing. If he gets a hold of it against a fly ball pitcher um, that gives him a lot of hard contact, he, he's going to take it out of the yard here. I love Nick Williams, and don't forget about uh, Mikel Franco. He could hit a bomb here, too, but... Pretty much anyone this lineup with power I'm in for. I love the Philly stack here, and I like stacking up a different way using Williams and Franco down there at the bottom. But Hoskins yeah. is the best play. Yeah, and the, and the best thing about, like, Williams is, like, he was crushing the ball in AAA when he got sent down. So there's plenty of upside there. So I, I certainly don't hate it um, whatsoever. Like, really like Harper, really like Hoskins and Nick Williams. It's a nice little three-man stack there. I, could, I think you can fully stack it too. It'd be interesting, like, you know, Brad Miller, if he plays, um, like, there's interesting ways to stack this lineup. I know Miller's been terrible this year, but he's another guy that has home run power. Um, you know, it's a day game here in Detroit. And, um, you know, we get good good weather, 10 and a half total. So don't sleep on these guys. Uh, Detroit bats, anything standing out to you here? I mean, any of the power bats are fine. I don't mind a. Like, if Velasquez is going to be as chalky as I think he is, you can fit a full stack in here with possibly, if you do it right, Verlander and Miner. Um, but, like, any of the power bats here, like, especially the guys that are extreme ground ball guys with power, which, or, I mean, they don't have a bunch of fly balls. I don't mind Miggy, even though I hate saying that every single time, but he's 3.1K. Um, Castellanos is obviously in play. Like, any of these guys that can take the ball to the yard are in play in a full stacks, in play just because of what you can get and the potential ownership on Velasquez. Uh, we move on here. Oakland at Houston. Chris Bassett against Justin Verlander. Eight and a half total here. Uh, Verlander is a massive 235 favorite. Um, any interest here in Bassett? 8.4K 8. for an average pitcher versus a very good lineup now. Yeah, he's better against righties. Like he's a guy that's been really good against righties this season, and I think he limits the damage here against Houston. But he struggles with lefties, and you know they're still Brantley, they're still Alvarez, they're still Reddick. Like they still have some decent left-handed bats. Um, and by decent, I mean Alvarez's goat. Um, so I, I don't think I can pull the trigger on Bassett here today. I just don't really see a ton of upside in him. So uh, Verlander, you know Verlander is the you know highest projected raw pitcher on the slate. You know, if you're playing cash games on this seven-game early slate, like, you know, I think he's the guy you get in there and just kind of build around. I, I don't hate him, but I think I prefer minor. Uh, Verlander, much higher K rate versus lefties. There's probably only going to 
Like, if they roll out a lefty-heavy lineup, which I don't really see them doing, then I don't mind him. But honestly, I think I'd rather go with Miner. Uh, seems weird to say, but, like, Verlander's my section, second option here. He's almost 2K more than Miner. I don't think it's worth it. He's going to draw a lot more ownership because people are going to be able to pay for Velasquez. I think Miner's the better move. In tournaments, sure, I could see doing that. But in cash games, I'm playing Verlander. But... I don't hate Mike Miner. We'll talk about him when we get there. Like, um, but yeah, I, I like Verlander, and I, I think he actually does see a couple more lefties here. Like, I think that like Herman will catch. Um, you know, Fegley probably get the day off after catching on Tuesday night, so I think he sees a little bit more lefties towards the bottom of the order too. So I think there's plenty of strikeout upset here for Verlander. Um, let's talk bats. Anything on Oakland? Uh no. Yeah, Just- I don't. Even on a, like on a small slate where he's gonna have a ton of ownership, I just I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger. Uh, as far as the Houston bats go, I like Alvarez and I like Brantley. Um, you know, Bassett's really struggled with lefties this season. I think you could play any of the righties too if you want to. Like if you want to fully stack them, it's perfectly fine for me. But I prefer the lefties here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like both. And you said it. Bassett's way better versus righties than he is versus lefties. Uh, but like, uh, honestly, I'm fine with anyone one through five. Uh, Jordan's by far my favorite. He's just crushing the ball, going up against a guy that gives up a 41% fly ball rate and an ab- above average hard hit rate. Your he, he, Alvarez is going yard. It's just going to happen. Um, outside of him, yeah, Brantley, Springer, Bregman, Altuve, all very much in play. Like the stack here, it's going to draw less ownership because of the pricing compared to both Washington and Philly. Houston's probably my favorite stack on this slate. Yeah, I can get that. Um, I don't hate it. Cincinnati at Milwaukee. We got a 10 total here. Uh, Lucas Sims against Chassine. Chassine's a 160 favorite. Um, any interest here in Lucas Sims? I don't know. I mean, is this the guy that you were talking about that you had some interest in? No. No. I, I don't think so. I mean, they have a 5.5 implied team total here. Sims in this year has shown some decent stuff, and he did have decent strikeout stuff in AAA. He has 7.7K. I mean, like, if you need to pivot off of Velasquez, I'm fine with him. Like, the chalk build's going to be Verlander, Velasquez, and you can just go with Sims and Minor and have a drastically different lineup with realistically just as high upside. <coughs> so I don't hate him. It's just as a good team. High implied total here. I, I I just don't know if I can go there. I mean, tell me what you think. I, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't remember um, what trade he was involved in. Like he was with the Braves. I know that he was involved in a trade last year, and I just can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, like his minor league strikeout numbers have always been really really strong. Um, his biggest issue is home runs. He struggles with home runs, um, and like. Everything we've seen from him so far, he's not really like translated his strikeout stuff into the majors. So maybe we start to see it more um, here. I don't think I end up playing him, but like you said, we're gonna you're gonna get so much ownership on Velasquez. There's still a guy that I like more um, that we're gonna get to, uh, you know. So I, I'd probably lean him over the other guy, but you know, I, I don't think. Sims is terrible. I just this is not the best lineup in the world to face. You know, Grin Gall might not be in the lineup because it's a day game after a night game, but 
outside of that, like Mustakas, Yelich, you know, Thames, Braun, you know, Hera, who's been extremely hot, might be back. Like, I don't know. I don't think I pulled a trigger on Lucas Sims, but I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes out and has a good game. Like, I think he's. If you're playing a bunch of teams, he's fine. All right. Well, that didn't change um, anything for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like. Don't really have any strong thoughts on Lucas Sims. That's the problem. But uh, I do have some strong thoughts on Chasin. Uh, don't play him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only three lefties in the lineup. Here. Yeah, but he's you been like, terrible against righties this year, too. Like, he's just at the end of his career. I mean, he's giving up bad numbers to race, but he's still striking him out at 26% clip. I guess I'd have interest if Velasquez wasn't on the slate, but. If Velasquez is going to be in the 30% ownership, you can take a pivot to Chasin. Honestly, I don't hate it. Uh, Cincinnati Vats. Hey, Votto hit a home run on Tuesday. Like, Cano hit a home run. Votto hit a home run. Like, Cano hit been, three home runs. Yeah, everybody that's been, you know, playing those guys for a long time now got their night. I'm okay with losing money. I'll just get it back on the slate. Yeah, this is the first night I didn't play him. Thanks for rubbing it in. I don't ever play him, so don't don't feel bad. He's only, I think, only has like nine or ten home runs on the season. Like you're, you're not missing much. Um, as far as the Cincinnati bats go, like I like Suarez, I like Puig, I like you know Winker. I'm gonna keep playing Scooter until he remembers how to hit the baseball. Um, I don't mind the Reds here. Scooter didn't have bad hit or bad game. Two, two singles, a run, an RBI. It's hey, not- listen, it, it's getting, it's getting better. Um, you know, he's still three point five K. Like it's getting better. We're we're moving up. Like you know, we're getting some hits. Yeah, soon enough he could. Like at this rate, he will have be having today Cano type games soon enough. But he's still better than Cano. Um, yeah, I like the lefties here. I mean, they're they're all too cheap. Um, even Winker at four point one k is too cheap here. I like I don't mind stacking it just because Justine has been bad. Um, but Suarez and Puig's price are. Pretty pretty darn tough here, and Senzel's price is a little bit tough. Like all the righties are priced up, so it's strictly a game theory thing. Like lefties are good plays, the righties. If you want to make a stack out of it, that's fine, but it's tough to do with those price tags. Um, as far as Milwaukee goes, I really do think they're like a boom bust spot here. I think Sims could go out and have a really solid game, or he could go out and struggle. So I think I play them more as a stack because of the pricing. But that, that's, I think, how I would approach this team today. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, play the lefties. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much just Yelich, Grandolf, he's in the lineup, Moustakis, Thames are all fine. Uh, Kane, if you want to round it out. But, like, they have a 5.5 total. They should score some runs here. Sims can get blown up. But I, I don't know how much I'll actually have ownership in them. Um, let's move on. Keeping on this early slate, we got Baltimore, Arizona. John Means, Taylor Clark, nine total. Clark a slight favorite here. Any interest in Means? Uh, f- probably not. No. Um, like Air- Means is better versus righties. There's so much arguing versus lefties. There's so many righties that are probably going to be in this lineup because all the str- switch hitters they have. They could potentially roll out eight righties here, which could get real rough for Means. I'm not playing him. Yeah, and like the other problem, like in this spot for means when we're looking at this matchup, like the Diamondbacks, they're not a bad team by any means, but they just 
you know, you look at this lineup, they just don't strike out. Like they just have guys that put the ball in play and they're just not going to really strike out here. So I think that's probably the biggest issue with means is he, he just doesn't have a ton of upside here. Yeah. Um, any interest in Clark? I don't think so. Um, he just doesn't strike out enough guys. Baltimore only has a 4.2 implied team total. He is 5.2 K. I just like, I, I, I don't think I could do it. If they roll out a real righty heavy lineup, maybe, but I don't expect them to do that. He's been better versus righties, higher K rate versus righties. This is a decent ballpark. Baltimore is a bad lineup, but I, I'm probably not going to play him. Is this the guy you were looking at? Nope. Good. Good. I was, we, I was we hoping. Shall, was. We shall get there. Um, yeah, I, Clark's terrible. You know, 406 Woba to lefties, 283 ISO, 428 Woba, 310 ISO to righties, doesn't strike anybody out. The roof is going to be closed. That's in his favor. But for the most part, like, I I, I, I kind of hate love that they priced Baltimore up a little bit today. I think it lowers the ownership of them overall. But I don't know, like, if I, I still like to stack it. It's just – it's a really good spot for Baltimore. Like, I, I wouldn't say no to stacking. I wouldn't say no to playing any of these Baltimore bats today. Clark is a guy that really, really struggles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just hate playing Baltimore. That's the problem. I mean, I'm fine with Bancini, Cisco, Dwight Smith Jr., Nunez, Santander. I mean, I guess, like, with his abysmal strikeout rate, if Chris Davis yeah. pops the lineup, then I'm fine. But yeah, their price tags are just tough. To the stomach for a Baltimore team not in Baltimore. Yeah, like what what stinks is like Fandle really split these slates up. Um, I don't know if you looked at it yet, but like it's like four, three, eight, or something along those lines. Like they really split the slates up, and like Baltimore's still pretty cheap on Fandle. So if you're playing the the three o'clock slate on Fandle. Um, I think Baltimore is in play. You can you can play Baltimore with minor and you know have plenty of money to do whatever else you want with your lineup. So uh, as far as Arizona bats go, you know Marte Escobar, you know Wilmer Flores, Nick Ahmed, Kelly are all in play for me. Um, it's just the pricing. Like I, I think those guys are all very fair plays. It's just it's pricing on those guys. That's all. Like I wanted to play Kelly. I just I hate forty one hundred for a catcher. Yeah, it's not a cheap stack. I don't hate it just because of means being a bit worse to righties, but I'm not in love with the stack. Like, it's good in big field tournaments, but there's no one-off bats that I want, and this isn't a stack that I'm going to be targeting. Um, Texas at Seattle, Mike Miner, Mike Leak, 8.5 total. Miner's a 132 favorite. We kind of hinted at Miner uh, a little while ago when we were talking about Verlander. This team's terrible. They have a 30.7% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching this season. It's a smaller sample because, you know, we're still looking at lefty, lefty, righty, or lefty matchups, and they're still pretty small. But there's there's a lot of upside here for Mike Miner. Yeah, and, I mean, the big thing is, like, all their best bats are lefties outside of Santana and, I guess, Murphy. They're going to throw in a whole bunch of bad bats here. I like Miner better than Verlander. I think Miner outscores Verlander here, in all honesty. Like, Miner's been good this season. A lot of his numbers are over in Texas. This is a giant ballpark upgrade here for him. Texas is a tough ballpark to pitch in, obviously. Like, the strikeout upside 
for Miner is probably about as high as Verlander, considering that Verlander is going up against a team that strikes out a much, much lower clip, and they're going to have some a decent amount of varieties in here. Miner's my favorite pitcher on the slate. Like, I'm going to use more of him than Verlander. I, I just, like, he's not as good of a pitcher, but the upside here is huge going up against a very bad team. Yeah, I like Miner quite a bit. Um, you know, I still think I play Verlander in cash, and I'll probably play Miner in tournaments. I usually only play, like, one cash, one, ma- one main tournament team, like, on these smaller early slates. So probably the way that I'll do it. I'll play Verlander in cash, and then I'll play Miner in tournaments. And um, As far as Mike Leak goes, I know – you know, last time out, Mike Leake, you know, did his thing, pitched really well, you know, really kind of just absolutely dominated um, the Angels, but um, not going to affect my decision. I'm not playing him. Yeah, I'm not paying 8.4 or 8.6K. <laughs> yeah, against a team with some good lefties, not not a chance. Yeah, Texas Bats, uh, very much in play here. Chu, Gallo, uh, Mazzara, Odor. Um, yeah, I, I like the Texas side of things for sure. Yeah, Gallo is one of the top plays on the slate at just 4.7K going up against a guy who does not strike out lefties at a high clip. So he he can easily take one out of the yard. Granted, the righties get a lot more hard contact and more fly balls, but like honestly, I'll, I'll play anyone in this lineup. Um, anyone with power, which is pretty much one through eight here. And you can throw in Mathis if he's in the lineup at just 2K and take your zero and be at – well, actually, going against Leak, he might get might get uh, RBI single. In all honesty, so you could get five out of him. But yeah, Texas is a good stack here. Take the power bets. Yeah, I will say like I punt catcher more than you know probably anybody in the industry. This is a good day not to punt catcher just because it's a day game after a night game, and like we'll probably get a lot of these like two point six to two point eight k guys that are much better at hitting baseballs than Jeff Mathis. So. Just saying. Um, Mathis always in play for me, though. I, I like my four points. He gets seven sometimes. Those are the nice nights. When he gets seven, those are the bang them out nights. I remember um, back, like, like, I don't know, I want to say way back in the day, like May, I think he had a double-digit outing. Oh, man, those are those were the good times. Do you remember Danny Jansen was, like, under 3K yeah, for the longest gosh. time, and he just kept hitting home runs, and, like, I – that was probably my most profitable week in baseball this season. Cano um, stopped playing him. He gets three home runs. Jansen, I stopped playing him. And he starts hitting bombs. And it was always on weekend slates, too. I was pissed. Like, weekends where I'm going out and I don't play. Ah, gosh. Let's move on. I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle bats against minor. Anything standing out to you? Nothing. I mean, you can take Santana as a one-off, but I would not use anyone. Yeah, depending on where Tom Murphy hits, he might be a catcher play. You know, he has upside against left-handed pitching. And unlike the rest of this team, he's a guy that, you know, can get hits. You know, he has, you know, at least one hit in five of the last six starts that he's played. So I don't hate him, but, uh, yeah, certainly don't love it. Cubs, Giants, eight and a half total. John Lester, Tyler Beatty. Um, any interest here in Lester? I mean, it's in San Francisco. There is some strikeout versus lefties. Lester's been all right this season, but I'm not paying 9.5K for him when I can go up to Mike Miner. But he's he's in play. I'm not playing him. Yeah, like, this team doesn't really scare you, even though, like, you know, they have a few more righties now. Like, one of my favorite plays on the slate is Zach Green. Um, 
you know, he's 2.4K. He had a really good numbers in AAA, and, like, he should start here over Pablo Sandoval. Like, he's a guy that I really like. So I don't think I end up on Lester. I'm with you. Um, any interest here in Tyler Beatty? I have a feeling this is the guy mainly because – Well, I it's think. the last pitcher on the slate, so probably going to be Tyler Beatty. I mean, I don't want to use him. I'd much rather use Velasquez. He's not great. Granted, it's a great ballpark. He has average strikeout numbers. He strikes out righties a lot more than lefties, but there's probably going to be four lefties in the lineup. Sell me on him. I don't I don't think he's average by any means. Uh, I think he has really good strikeout stuff. We look at he, he's finally starting to roll. Like this is a kid that had plenty of um, you know, strikeout stuff in the minors and kind of has struggled a little bit in the majors, but we look back, he had a fifteen percent swinging strike rate and a thirty-five percent K rate in triple A before getting called up this season. So I think that we're starting to see him pitch more like you know he should be pitching. And I think he's an excellent pivot off of Vincent Velasquez, especially if Velasquez is going to be so chalky. Like BD's biggest issue is home runs, and this ballpark just helps with that so much. So I think he's firmly in play. Do I think it's the safest spot? No. Um, would I would I rather play Velasquez? Sure. But when we're looking at it overall, like you know, you're worried about the top four guys, maybe the top five guys, depending on what the lineup looks like. But you know, there's some strikeouts in this lineup too, with just Cubs and he's seven K on a slate. We don't have a ton of options and he's pitching in San Francisco, probably the best pitchers ballpark in baseball um, on this, at least on this slate for sure. Cause Tampa's not in it. So that's one of the, just like BD because of that, like there's, there's five guys in this projected starting lineup with strikeout rates over 25%. Yeah. You sold me. Darn it. I, I like it's, you know, it, it could work out. It couldn't work out. I just, you know, when you look at the power bats, Baez, Bryant, Contreras, like BD's been a lot better against righties. So, like, you're really worried about Schwarber and Rizzo, I, I think is the biggest two guys you're worried about in this spot. Yeah. I mean, I'm more worried about his 11% walk rate. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, that's something like we can't look the night before and, you know, see the umpire data. You know, obviously, I'd love to see a nice pitcher umpire behind the plate. That would be fantastic. So, you know, it's just one of those things you're going to have to check in the morning when you're building your team. Yeah. Um, let's talk bats here. Anything on the Cubs? No. I, I mean, Rizzo and Schwarber would be the two guys, but it's in San Fran. I'm, I'm just going to fade them. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Like, Schwarber, Rizzo would be the two guys that I'd play. I think you could play Baez if you're playing um, on that FanDuel slate just because, like, it's it's Baez or it's just, like, the shortstop position is terrible. So I think if you want to play Baez over on FanDuel, it's certainly in play. Um, any Giants bats against Lester? I, I kind of already talked about Zach Green. I mean, Austin, if he's in the lineup, maybe. Maybe Zach Green, but that's it. Yeah, Tyler Austin is always in play. Um, maybe Austin Slater as well. You know, it, more on that three-game slate than, you know, the full seven-game early slate on DraftKings and Fantasy Drafts. So I, I don't want to go too crazy here, but I do think these guys are in play. Anyway, um, we're not the first to say it. Sometimes we need a vacation from our vacation. Delayed flights, hotel, 
issues, chatty travel companions, um, get away for two minutes twice a day with Quip. Their wireless electric toothbrush is lightweight and compact, so it packs away easily in your tote or carry-on when you're out, stuff your luggage. It happens to all of us. Don't worry. Plus, the time sonic vibrations give you a meditative break from that jam-packed itinerary, even if it's just between moving from the hammock to the pool chair. When it's finally time to go home, keep staycationing with a fresh and simple health routine. The two-minute timer is one of the reasons that people love it. It pauses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush our teeth for two minutes and, or don't clean evenly. The all-new kids' toothbrush is the same as the original version, just tweaked for size-down mouths. Kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products their adults in their life use. And they're proud to use Quip. Help them develop a grown-up routine without childish gimmicks. I love Quip because I travel a lot and I'm always on the go. So I love the fact that it's very easy to take with me. And um, the two-minute timer is very, very useful. But that's why I love Quip. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash rotogrinders right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash roto grinders let's move on to the main slates we have eight games to talk about here we start with st louis at pittsburgh nine and a half total adam wainwright jordan lyles uh pick him game any interest here in wainwright i don't think so i mean he's much better versus righties and lefties and there's probably going to be five lefties in this lineup here i don't see a huge amount of upside that price tag's not great there's other pitchers that are better for less i mean wainwright could throw a decent game he's playing in a decent pitcher's ballpark but He's still just like when you incorporate everything, an average strikeout pitcher going up against his lineup that doesn't strike out a whole lot with some power here. I'm I'm not going to blame. Yeah, I don't really love Wainwright either. Um, Lyle's a little interesting to me. Very right-handed heavy lineup. Um, he's really, really cheap at 6.1K. I don't really love a ton of options down here in this price range today on the slate slate. So like, I, I think a lot of people will play Renardo Lopez against Miami. Um you know, which makes a lot of sense uh, if you think about it just in general. So, like, obviously he makes a little sense. Gallon makes a little sense. But I, I don't want to rule out, you know, going all the way down to, like, a Jordan Lyles on this slate either. I love Lyles here. Um, he's got decent strikeout stuff here, 25% K rate on the season. He has struggled versus lefties a ton. But he's not going to be facing a whole lot of lefties here. I mean, there's going to be Edmund. There's going to be Fowler. There's going to be Weeders. There's going to be Wong. Um, if depending on the lineup, but there is some strikeouts in this lineup here. He's got great K stuff versus righties and just good stuff versus righties here. This is a good pitcher's ballpark. He's really cheap. I expect Gallon and Lopez to get a ton of ownership here, and he's a perfect pivot to save a little bit of money, get a little bit different lineup, and he could potentially outscore either of them. I mean, yeah, you don't really want to deal with Robin Lopez chalk, and Lyles is a great pivot. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Lyles... Again, like the St. Louis team hasn't been great. I know they, you know, they had a really solid game um, against Archer, but it, it's just not a team that's, you know, firing all cylinders right now. So, you know, they still only, only ended up scoring four runs on Tuesday, I'm pretty sure. So, like, it wasn't like Archer got rocked. You know, he left a couple pitches over the plate and he still had six strikeouts and six innings. And if I get that with a few runs here with Lyles at this price point, like, I'm, I'm super golden. So, 
Um, as far as the St. Louis bats go, like I don't hate Fowler or Weeders, Wong, Goldie, but like I'm not going to go out of my way to play him in this spot. This is not a great ballpark for home runs. Yeah, I mean, Wong and Fowler are the two cheap bats. Like I'm not going Edmund. Goldie is getting a little hotter, so I don't hate him. Um, but I'm probably fading all these bats. Um, Pittsburgh bats against Wainwright. I don't like. I, I like the lefties. I, I say this all the time. I like the Bell Moran Dixon stack. If you want to add Marte, and I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah, and you can add. Uh, you've you've got Reynolds if he's in the lineup. He's got pretty good numbers versus righties. I had to think about it in my head who you actually said, but. Like, all the lefties here are in play. I mean, Wainwright has a 382 Woba, 221 ISO versus lefties. He's walking a ton of them. Like, rounding out Marte in a stack just because of how much Wainwright walks lefties here is a fine decision. Uh, he gives up a bunch of hard contact to both sides of the plate. So, like, it's mostly the lefties. Bell's one of the top plays on the slate. Guy mashes, and he's too cheap at 4700 uh, But all these lefties are very much in play. Colorado at Washington, game two of the doubleheader. Kyle Freeland against Patrick Corbin. Um, any interest here in Freeland? No, just no. This is a good Washington team. Freeland's terrible this year. Yeah, like drastically different from last year for Freeland, and this team just doesn't strike out very often against left-handed pitching, so not going to play Freeland. Is Patrick Corbin the top pitcher here? I know we can, you know, we're going to talk about Shane Bieber. We could potentially talk about like Noah Syndergaard. Um, but when we're looking at it, like it's a lefty against Colorado on the second game of doubleheader, and they're a team that struggles with lefties already, and then they're on the road. I don't hate it. Um, I like Corbin quite a bit. There's a guy that I drastically prefer, or not drastically, that I prefer. Um, actually, like, honestly, it's a coin flip between Corbin and Bieber, and then I like Thor a lot better. We'll get to that, but Col Corbin going up against Colorado on the road here. It's the second inning of doubleheader. You said all of it. Corbin is a fantastic play here. Uh, just, I think I prefer Thor. Especially, like, if this Colorado lineup comes out and it has the four lefties in it like it usually does, like Blackman, Murphy, Dahl, and McMahon, um, this is just an, a lock and load spot. Like Corbin, much higher strikeout rate against lefties. So if they roll out those lefties in here, you know, I, I think he's very much in play. But I'm with you. I think all the 10K options are in play today. So, you know, I, I don't hate any of these guys. Uh, Colorado Bats, anything standing out to you for the Rockies? It's still Story and Arenado versus a lefty. Um, so, yes, you can play either of them. Uh, a little bit more expensive in this game. I prefer Arenado just because he's cheaper. But, yeah, you can play these guys versus lefties. I'm not playing any of the lefties. I don't hate Desmond, but he's still going to be 4K. Uh, but it, it's mostly Arenado here. Yeah, I like them in the first game a lot better. Um, pricing, too. Washington bats here. Um, you know, I think you can play all the righties. Um, I'm kind of hoping they give you know one of these one or two of these guys a day the early game off, but um, I, I like all the righties here. Yep, Turner, Rendon, Kendrick, Dozier, Gomes, all very much in play. All of them have power. Freeland's been terrible versus righties so far this year. He's been decent versus lefties, or at least he's striking him out at a big clip. He hasn't actually been decent. His numbers are 
due for some positive regression to lefties, but righties, he's just been trash. Uh, so, yeah, you can play any of those guys. Um, I hope Jan Gomes catches the second game and not the first game. That'd be fantastic. He's your he's your cash game play in the second in the main slate if he doesn't. Bieber Stroman, eight and a half total Indians, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh Bieber's a slight favorite here. What are we doing with Shane Bieber? He's third on my list. Um, but he's not that far behind the other guys. Uh I mean all these guys are great. Bieber's got a three point one X or one nine X FIP. 30% K rate going up against a high strikeout rate team in the Blue Jays here. There's always upside going against him, and Bieber's always got upside. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. He's very good, and he's priced nicely, but all three, Thor, Corbin, and Bieber all are all priced nicely considering their matchups. So you can't go wrong with any one of them. I'd say Bieber's third on my list, though. And what's good about these, all three of these guys, they all throw typically over 100 pitches. Um Beaver probably has the longest leash of the three, you know, with Terry Francona. Like Francona is one of my favorite um, or um, coaches just in general. So for pitchers, but yeah, and I like probably Bieber. in general for giving you a World Series. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, just you know, all three of these guys very much in play. Um, it, it, I, I honestly, I could play the ownership game and just kind of look at what see what projected ownership looks like and play that game because I think all three of these guys are very, very close. Um, Marcus Stroman on the other side of this game, massive ground ball guy. Um, any interest here in Stroman? I don't think so. I mean, this Indians team's good. He's not really a high strikeout rate guy. He's at nine point three K. I'm, I'm just every single time going to pay seven hundred more, a thousand more, fifteen hundred more for any of the top three guys. Zero interest in Stroman. It's the price. Like I, I don't think he's a bad play here in general, but it's just I that price tag. It just seems like it's really, really high uh, for Stroman, and you know he could go out and have a good game. It wouldn't shock me, but the price point for him seems really high. As far as the Cleveland bats go, I think Carlos Santana and Jose Ramirez are the two guys that I'd be focusing. And if I'm going to play those two, I don't mind making a three man with Kipnis. But you want to target the fly ball hitters here. I don't mind adding in Lindor at 4.5K. All these guys' price tags are too cheap outside of Mercado. Um, Stroman doesn't strike out lefties at any clip. He gives up a bit. He has a higher ISO to lefties. Like, yeah, Kibnis, Ramirez, two, and Santana are three of my favorite plays on the slate. Like, ground ball guy going up against 40% fly ball hitters for really cheap that all have 40% hard contact rates. They're, they're all great plays. And Lindor is just a very good hitter, batting leadoff at 4.5K. He should not be priced that low, even going up against good pitcher and Stroman. Yeah, uh, the price is ridiculously low. So I didn't realize Lindor was that cheap. Uh, as far as the Toronto bats go, anything here? Nope. Just nope. Yeah, I don't really see much upside um, for the Toronto bats here. I was trying to find somebody like... Maybe smoke at 3.5K. That's cheap. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of all I got. Uh, Padres and Mets, 8.5 total. Lamette against Syndergaard. Uh, Syndergaard, a 156 favorite here. Any interest in Lamette? I don't hate him. I don't like him. Um, he's got good strikeout stuff. His price tag's affordable. Just rather go up to the 10K pitchers. But he's, he's, he's in play. Like, honestly, he's in play. He can go with a 20-point outing here, 25-point outing. There are some strikeouts in this Mets lineup here. He's been 
Like he had, doesn't have good numbers outside of his giant K rate, uh, but giant K rate's enough for me. Um, yeah, you can play him, but there he's not the top of my list. I like strikeouts. Strikeouts are fun. You know, for DFS we love strikeouts, but the price point, like, what are we doing with these pricing? Like the prices on some of these guys are just ridiculous. And he's one of those guys that just feel like the price is just too much. So for me. I'm going to stay away because of the price. It has nothing to do with anything else, just the price. Um, Noah Syndergaard against the Padres, a team that strikes out a lot against random pitching. Syndergaard at home here. Um, you know, I hate home road splits, but, you know, when we look at the season, he's been a little bit better at home. But uh, recent form, I think, for him is, you know, more more than, um, you know, more than what we want to look at for the home road splits. I mean, the home run splits are mostly because his ballpark he plays in is pretty darn good for pitchers here. He's got a lot better strikeout stuff versus righties, 26.3%, probably going to be facing six to seven of them, everyone outside of Hosmer, and they all have high K rates. I mean, we got an average of 26.5% in this lineup with his higher K rate versus righties. His ground ball stuff, his lack of walks, the Padres' lack of walks, like people are probably going to be on Corbin over him. I love Thor here. I love Thor the movie. I love I love Chris Hemsworth, and I'm going to be playing a lot of Syndergaard. You ready? You excited for the girl Thor movie coming out? It should be pretty good. I'm more excited for good. the fourth Thor movie because I'm more excited for that than anything. But uh, I'm yeah, excited no, for Top Gun. Let's be, good. be honest. Top Gun coming. Hmm? I'm really excited for the Top Gun movie. Like, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's a possibility of disappointment there. There's zero chance of disappointment in the fourth Thor movie. <laughs> um, all joking aside, I like Syndergaard quite a bit here as well. Um, Bats, anything on the Padres against Syndergaard? Fran Mills, 3.5K. Um, that's it. That's, that's yeah. really it for me. Yeah, I just I hate chasing home runs like – Reyes, Tatis, Renfro, if you want to chase home runs in this game against Syndergaard, but um, don't think that I will do it. But if I was going to do it, those would be the guys. Um, Mets bats here against Lamette. You know, you mentioned Lamette does have good strikeout stuff, but, you know, Robinson Cano, like he, he's he's a like a goat. You're getting a guy who just hit three home runs for 3.1K. That's one home run per thousand dollars. That being said, I hate you, Robinson Cano, so much. <laughs> but Lemay's been a lot worse versus lefties than he has versus righties. So Cano's in play. Alonzo's always in play. He's always one of the best plays on the slate. He's probably going to get a home run. I'm fine with Conforto and McNeil. I'm fine with Dominic Smith. But I mean, it's Cano for the price savings and Alonzo for being the greatest of all time outside of Reese Hoskins. Yeah, I love the price on um, Conforto. I think the price for Conforto is really, really fair. And uh, I think there's a lot of upside at that price point. So love, 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 love the price on Conforto today. Um, And I don't hate playing Cano, I'll be honest. He's 3.1K. He's going to have a ton of ownership after the game he had on um, Tuesday. You know, take that into consideration. So... Uh, Royals and Atlanta Braves. We have Brad Keller against Julio Tehran. Ten total here. Tehran's a minus two hundred favorite. Um, any interest here in Keller? Zero. 
that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I played the Braves on Tuesday. They disappointed, going right back to the well because that's what you do. You don't get afraid, and you just go right back to a good spot. So we'll talk about them in a second. Um, Julio Tehran, massive favorite here against the Royals. We just saw Dallas Keuchel absolutely dominate this team. Um, any interest here in Tehran? I don't think so. I don't want to pay 8K for a guy that has a 5X FIP on the season, average strikeouts, and well above average walks, even though it's against a team that doesn't walk a whole lot, and they like have some strikeouts in it. But I don't see a huge amount of upside here with Tehran. I'm going to fade him. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue for me too. I just I don't see the upside at this price point. So, um, Royals bats like just because I don't want to play Tehran at this price doesn't mean I want to go out and stack against him. Like I think you could play Dozier or Solaire, but outside of that, I'm not going to go out of my way to play these guys. I mean, you can play Ortega at two K. Um, step punting catcher, you can just take a zero with Ortega at shortstop. Either one works, I guess. Pretty much the same in the end, uh, but like outside them, everyone else is priced where they should be. I don't, I don't really have any interest in any Royals bats. Um, let's see here, Braves. I, I already said it. Like I'm going right back to well. I'm gonna stack against Keller. This bullpen's terrible. Might not work out, but um, yeah, I had ten total. They almost have a six implied run total here. Like uh, Vegas wants to go back to the well, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna join Vegas here. Yep, trash bullpen, trash pitcher, good hitting, lots of power, play them all. Yeah, good hitting environment, like, yeah. Let's go right back down that um, terrible train. Um, Yankees and Twins, 10.5 total here, Hap against Oda Rizzi. Uh, pick them game, 10.5 total, any interest here in Hap? I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what's going to happen. I think they're still playing. Yep, bottom of the 10th. There's 26 runs in this game right now. <laughs> that, that, that is ridiculous. Oh, Grant, imagine having a game stack of that game and not winning money tonight. That That's where I'm at. That's why I'm just like, what? What? what's the next slate? Yeah. Uh, I have a game stack in that game, and I am winning money. I'm winning $10 now instead of losing Ooh! $10. Oh, so, man. I got paid about a buck twenty an hour today. That's that's pretty fantastic. But in any case, uh, not not really any interest in Jay Hap versus a very good Minnesota Twins team. And Hap's just been so bad this season in general. Like he's struggling um, big time. So I just, yeah, we're gonna talk about the bats in this game, and I feel like we're gonna pretty much agree here. Um, any interest in Odorizzi? Nope, let's talk about the bats. Play them all. Every single one. Like, Are you worried that they are playing you know, into the wee hours of the night? <laughs> I, I don't care. They're not playing for another 20 hours. I mean, this is – baseball is not the most strenuous st- sport. This isn't like a quadruple overtime basketball game. They'll all be fine. They're all professionals. Gary Sanchez left in the eighth inning today, so he may or may not be back. But if he is, he's 4.4K. Aaron Hicks is 4.3K. And you got Judge, you got LeMahieu, you got Encarnacion. Odorizzi gives up a 45% plus fly ball rate and a 40% hard contact rate. There's not really a better team to have that, or not really a worse team for a pitcher to have that against than the Yankees. They're going to mash here. Play them all. Play them all. DD's 3.9K and apparently has like 60 points tonight, which is infuriating. Yep, especially when you have him cash all day and you switch off of him. So <laughs> it was just it was one of those nights you just want to forget about and you move on, and that's why we're talking about this slate. But yeah, 
like the Yankees quite a bit. Um, I love the Twins here. I really do. I hate stacking against the Yankees. But we're going to get, you know, this bullpen is going deep, deep into the night here already. Um, on Tuesday, like, we're getting Hap, who's really struggled against righties. And we get a lineup that just has a ton of power um, against left-handed pitching. Garver, Cruz, Sano. Like, Polanco doesn't have a ton of power against lefties, but he's a guy that, you know, could potentially get there as well. Like, there's, there's a lot of bats in this lineup. Yeah, uh, Cruz, Garver, and Sano average over a 400 ISO and a 450 WOBA between the three of them. That's pretty ridiculous. Play all three of them. I don't hate going with Rosario or Polanco versus lefty. They're much worse versus lefties, but this could get ugly pretty quick, so I don't mind throwing them in the stack. Kepler's had decent numbers versus lefties. We got Scope down there at the bottom, um, only 4.1K. Uh, but really, Cruz, Sano, and Garver are my favorite plays. I'll throw them in every single stack. They're ridiculous, and you can round out your stack any way you want after that. Um, Let's see here. Oh, Miami and Chicago taking on the White Sox. Nine total. Zach Gollin, Renato Lopez. Pick them game. Um, any interest here in Gollin? Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if Gollin's the chalk play on the slate. He's one of my favorite if we're not worried about ownership, if he's going to be too highly owned, you can easily fade him. Um, he has a 14% walk rate on the season. This guy's got great strikeout stuff, but uh, his walks are concerned. Granny's going up against a team that no one strikes out over an 8% clip, except for coins, nine game sample size. So that really doesn't matter. No one walks here. There's strikeouts all the way up and down. The upside is massive here. Love gallon. Just hope he's not going to come in a huge ownership. I think Lopez will come in at higher ownership on the other side of this game. So I like Gallon too. I like Lopez. I think he's fine. You know, he's a guy that has a 25% K rate against righties and he's coming off of his two best games of the season. So I don't hate it. Um, it's the Marlins. It's as simple as that. It's, it's the Miami Marlins. I mean, yeah. And earlier on in the season, they didn't have a whole lot of high strikeout bats. That's, a little bit different now with the current lineup. They're rolling out with Puello in there, with Alfaro in there. Like, they're they, they are a different team than they were at the beginning of the season when they weren't striking out. They're still just as bad offensively, just now they're actually good for opposing pitchers. Gallon, Ronaldo, Lopez, two of the top plays on the slate from a point-per-dollar standpoint. Problem is that they could be owned like the two top pitchers on the slate, and they're still nine implied to, or nine over under in this game. Things can go wrong. Things can absolutely go wrong. But these are the highest point per dollar plays on the entire slate from a uh, projected point perspective. Yeah, like Dylan Covey gave up five runs and still put up fourteen fantasy points. Like you know, he still put up more fantasy points than Chris Archer. Um, yeah, I, I like Lopez here. As far as the Marlins bats go, I, you know. I, I don't necessarily see myself playing anybody here. I could maybe play Granderson. He's probably going to DH again, but, yeah, I'm not going to go crazy here. You know, Walker's in play at 3.4K. Well, Lopez is a lot worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. You know, Walker's not a terrible hitter, um, and he's priced cheap, but that's about it. Um, White Sox bats. Anything standing out to you here for the White Sox? I mean, you can stack them up versus a chalk pitcher. They do have upside. They are going up against a pitcher that walks guys at an extremely high rate. Even though they don't walk a lot, they could walk. So I don't mind Abreu. I don't mind Makata. McCann, if he's in the lineup, Reed. 
Um, any of those guys are perfectly fine options here, uh, and you can stack them up and or uh, as a leverage play. But outside of that, um, like I don't want to play guys against a huge strikeout pitcher that just walks a lot because like walks aren't great for fantasy points, and if they're striking out, they already strike out at a high rate, so it's probably not worth it. If you're going to take a one-off, it's going to be Abreu at just 4.3K and then a little bit higher priced, Moncada at 4.7K. Um, moving on, last game on the slate, the Angels, Dodgers, nine and a half total, Jaime Barria against Ross Stripling. Stripling, a minus 200 favorite here. Um, any interest in Jaime Barria? No interest at all. It's not worth it. Dodgers are good. He's not very good. Don't do it. Yeah, every time I think the Dodgers are good, they never show up. So who knows? Um, Stripling, I, I just don't think this team strikes out enough for Stripling to play him um, a lot here. Any interest in Stripling? I mean, he's in play. They only have a four implied run total. This team is higher strikeout with Calhoun and Upton in there. Like, they're not the same low strikeout team that they were before earlier on in the season. Um, Stripling's only 5.7.5K. If if Gallon and Lopez are going to be ultra chalked, then I'm probably going to pair a, a decent amount to Stripling. He's got 24% K rate on the season, got up to 90 pitches in his last outing. Like, and the Angels are losing their DH, which helps quite a bit here. So I, I honestly don't hate uh, stripling at all here. I prefer Gallon and Lopez if we're not taking ownership into account at all. But if they're going to be super chalk, like I might just split between these three guys in the seven K range and like maybe go twenty five percent Gallon, twenty five percent Lopez, twenty five percent Stripling, twenty five percent Lyles. Um, but like all these guys have huge potential upside. I'm just trying to figure out where the ownership's going to go. Fair enough. Um... Let's talk bats here. Um, Angels bats, any interest? No, Stripling's decent enough to both sides of the plate here. Trout is always in play. Upton's priced well enough at 4.1K, but outside of them, I don't, I don't really see myself using anyone else. Uh, yeah. Um, the Dodgers, let's, let's let's do this again, right? Like Let's play the Dodgers again. Uh, hopefully it works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean... They're good. A lot of good lefties in the lineup. A lot of power given up by Aria. Uh, 231 ISO to lefties, 243 ISO to righties. Lots of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls. Just play Dodgers. Hope for the best here. <laughs> the Dodgers are good when they want to be. Um, you just hope it's tonight. I'm Dodgers tilted still, so don't listen to me. Um... That's it. Let's play the morning grind game. We'll use the main slate, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Do you want Gallon or do you want Ronaldo Lopez? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to say the same. I'll, I'll say Gallon then. All right, and then I'll take Lopez. Um, Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Not a lot of options today. I mean, Odorizzi is a pretty good option, so I'm going to say Odorizzi. All right, there you go. Um, I'm going to take Stroman. That would be my other option. I could, I could see him getting there, but I'll take Stroman. Um, uh, let's see over at 4k to hit a home run. Who do you got? Uh, Cruz. Actually, I'm going to go Garver. Still like playing Garver on Fandle. Uh, give me Anthony Rendon against Freeland. 
Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap guy to get two hits today? Same thing as pretty much every day, it seems like now. Kipnis. All right. I'm going to take Didi. Uh, last one. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm trying not to go chalky. I'm going to go with Cleveland. All right. Let's go Braves. Let's go back to back. Let's let's try to let's try to improve on Tuesday, Atlanta. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, no. Good luck tomorrow, kids. That's gonna wrap it up here for Wednesday. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Small slate. Um, good luck in your contest. We'll see you then. Hey, kids. <laughs>